Super Talk Mississippi media production. Kickstart your adventure now with a new Gud Golf Cart from Country Carts of Brookhaven. Gud Golf Carts are assembled right here in Mississippi with the best features around. And best of all, they're street legal. Country Carts of Brookhaven, 401 Highway 51 South, phone 601-748-0454. That's okay on a Sunday night. I imagine that at least some of you don't want to really be talking about what happened this weekend at all. But we're going to do that. We're going to talk about it. Uh, Ole Miss does get a sweep over Missouri. Missouri's yet to win a conference game. Uh, on the road, anyway. Yet to win a conference game on the road. But Ole Miss swept them nonetheless. Mississippi State gets swept at home. Making winning in Hoover. I'm talking winning everything in Hoover, really the only path to make the postseason. Southern Miss dropped two. They back-ended this weekend, keeping their hosting spot alive, or at least the chances of it alive, but not helping their resume right now. And whatever else you guys want to talk about, we're uh, we're all in. So whatever you guys want to talk about, we're here. My name is Michael Borky, as you can see on the screen here. Right here, my name is Michael Borky. Always glad that you guys are with me. If you are new, don't forget to subscribe to the channel if you have not already. Also, if you're watching on Twitter, you cannot comment. I don't know why, you just can't. So hop on over to uh, Facebook or YouTube, just search my name. That's all I got to do, Michael Borky, my name right there. Uh, And be a part, because I'd love for you to be a part, because I don't like just talking on my own. I want to hear from you guys, and I want you guys to drive the conversation. So hop on YouTube or Facebook and uh, join the conversation there. Give me one second, let me share the link out, and we uh, we will get started tonight. Talking baseball, if you guys want to. If you don't want to talk about baseball, we don't. We don't have to. We don't have to at all. Uh, if you don't want, so whatever you want, just give me one second here. You guys had a great Mother's Day. I hope my wife did as well. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, let's get started. Anyway, link is out there, and uh, and here we go. Where should we start? Should we start with the good or the bad? There's we've got we've got good, we've got not so good, and then terrible, one way or the other. I did have a tweet last night that got some responses of people that weren't happy with me, and, and that's okay. Um, just a few, just a few people. Uh, long story short. There are a very small percentage I have seen and I have learned of Mississippi State fans. It is a tiny, tiny, tiny number. And what's important about making that distinction is that tiny number of people exist in literally every fan base. Every fan base has a small number of people that are just insane. So it's not a a shot, indictment, whatever on state because it literally applies to every fan base in America. They all are insane. I mean, Alabama fans last year after the national championship game were saying that Nick Saban has lost his edge. Like, that's the kind of stuff we're talking about. Everybody's got him. I have seen, though, that there are some small percentage of Mississippi State fans that think that Chris Limonis, uh, I have seen people compare him to Gene Chizik, for example. Uh, I have seen people say that 
this season is unacceptable to the point where they should make a change, stuff like that. I, I said, directed it to them, basically. If you think that Chris Limonis, fresh off of a national championship, the first in the history of the school, not the sport at that school, literally the school, losing four pitchers, including what would have been the best Friday night starter in the SEC, should not have seen a drop-off, and you think that that should lead to his termination, that's really stupid. That's what I said. 99% of people agreed with that, and a few did not. That's a crazy assertion. I'm, I'm not even going to entertain it further than that right there. That is absolutely insane to even have that thought. Uh, the comparisons to Gene Chizik, I think, are also crazy. Uh, his Indiana teams before he came to Mississippi State were really very good. And the concept of he's winning with other people's recruits, I mean, it takes years in baseball to get past other people's recruits. These kids are committing when they're freshmen in high school. So that's really an invalid, uh, really an invalid um, argument, too. So... That's all I was talking to. Very small per uh, percentage of people. Brett wants to start with Ole Miss tonight, so we'll do that. Brett, they. Uh, I'll say this: um, Missouri. Uh, let's be honest about Missouri. I think they're pretty scrappy at home. Anyway, they have yet. It is May eighth, and Missouri has not won a game, an SEC game outside of Columbia this season. It's May eighth, and they have not won a single one. One single game outside of Columbia, Missouri in conference. So it's not a very good baseball team. However, Ole Miss was impressive this weekend. You know, they they played and beat this particular Missouri team the way they were supposed to. Uh, Does it change the dynamic of the season really at all? No, other than they are in better shape in terms of making Hoover I do not expect them to be in any of the projections tomorrow. In fact, I know that they won't be. Well, I guess those come out on Wednesday. Either way, they won't be in any of those projections tomorrow. This win, this series win changed nothing about the program, nothing about the team standing other than, you know, they're in better shape for Hoover. Nothing's changed. Winning a, a home series, sweeping a home series against this Missouri team doesn't change any of that stuff. But they were impressive. They were. Uh, Delusia battled. He didn't have his best stuff, but he battled. Hunter Elliott, I talked about him months ago with you guys, uh, has settled in a little bit. Diamond was effective. They hit the ball pretty well. They they haven't quit yet. They uh, they haven't quit yet, and, and now it's up to them to turn, if they can, turn this weekend in, into something greater. They've got Southern Miss this week. It's an opportunity for them to get a, uh, a significant uh, RPI win on the road if they can get it. That's uh, that's this week, and then they're at LSU. I mean, I wouldn't really talk about midweek games at this point anymore. But Southern Miss plus the six conference games they have remaining. I mean, look, if they win four plus Southern Miss of those, then they'll make the postseason and they'll make Hoover. Can they? I don't. I don't know. I don't think so, honestly. I don't think that they can get into the postseason. I don't expect them to. But this weekend gave them a shot. They have a puncher's chance now because they took care of business against a bad team at home, and they deserve some credit for that. That does matter. Taking care of business, continuing to play 
and play hard despite the results is commendable, and and that is something noteworthy. It is. Um, they do have a rotation that I think, you know, next year at least the the one two punch next year can be very good. Uh, so at least you've discovered that through the course of the season. Uh, nothing long term has changed, but again, it, they deserve credit for continuing to play hard, taking care of business, and now they've got a puncher's chance. And that's all you can really ask for after the uh, the brutal results they've given you so far uh, this season. Gary asking about new news on the transfer portal for basketball and football. Are you asking for Ole Miss or State? <laughs> um, football has died down pretty dramatically when it comes to transfer portal for everybody. Uh, the deadline was a few days ago, so things have calmed down some uh, to be eligible for this season. Um, okay, so you didn't have to make your decision the other day. The deadline came to enter the portal. You still got guys in there that haven't made a decision yet. Uh, I, I would expect Deion Smith, the LSU wide receiver, to head to Ole Miss um, here soon. Classes are ending most places. I expect that announcement to come very, very soon. Uh, probably another wide receiver as well, and I'm sure there's a surprise in there. Uh, coming, but yeah, LSU's Deion Smith. I expect uh, that announcement to come soon, very, very soon. It, it's a formality; everybody knows he's already coming. But if you're looking for news, there, uh, there you go. Uh, in terms of basketball, they got the uh, the big from Louisiana. They also took that assistant coach. Um, the the bigger news for them is they were able to hold on to Matt Morell and Deshaun Ruffin. Um, I mean, they need help in the portal. Those two guys can't really change the dynamic of that team, but at least they have a. Uh, a fighting chance at being a decent basketball team because both of those guys announced deals with the collective there. So they're staying, which is the most important thing that Kermit Davis could have done this offseason was keeping those two guys around because I imagine they were heavily recruited by a lot of people. So Tunchi says, I've heard LSU fans comparing Coach Lamonis to Coach Orgeron. Yeah, see – I think you and I, I think we've talked about this before. That, that's the dumbest comparison imaginable. Ed Orgeron, before he got to LSU, was a bad coach. Like, you saw his record at Ole Miss. It was awful. He was not a good head coach before he got the LSU job. And because LSU is LSU, and by God, did they catch lightning in a bottle with that season, he was able to mask clear deficiencies as a coach. And then those came crashing down after the miracle season ended and staff turnover happened and player turnover happened. And when guys like Nick Saban and Dabo Sweeney and others around college football have been able to reset and rebuild, he could not because he's not equipped for that job. Chris Limonis was a very, very, very good head coach at his previous stop with no advantages whatsoever. He comes to Mississippi, Mississippi State and wins a title. I mean, th- those two comparisons are, are so they, – they couldn't be further – could not be further from the truth, those two things. I, I know people don't like hearing this, and of course I get labeled what I get labeled because people are stupid and they can't think for themselves. They just have to put labels on things because, my gosh, when, when I was 18 years old, I chose – from somebody that grew up in South Carolina who had never been to Mississippi before, I chose to run away from home to go to college somewhere that I had never been. And that decision's held over my head to this day in my 30s. It's ridiculous. Um, pe- people around here will take what I'm about to say as like some old Miss angle. It's so stupid. You are allowed to have seasons 
where injuries occur and you don't win as much. Like, yes, it's an objectively very good program. Yes, Mississippi State has had a run of College World Series appearances that have been unprecedented. But but this idea that them missing the tournament, which is going to happen, should lead to like termination, should should do all these things. The the reaction that I've seen from this is is a little crazy. I I, I appreciate having standards. You should have standards, high standards, very high, and you do, and you should because you invest like crazy into your program. But baseball is it's one. It's not football. You can't just do the well next man up mentality. We should have talent that overcomes four pitching losses. Nobody in the country has that. It's okay to have expectations. It's okay to be disappointed with this season. It's okay that you think that this is unacceptable because it's not acceptable being this bad considering the investment. But it's also okay to have perspective. That, that's what I think is missing with some people that, that, that I've engaged with over the last few days is there's lacking perspective into what has happened with this team this season. How many more wins do you think this team would have if those four pitchers were healthy? Hell, just give the team Landon Sims. Just give them Landon Sims, and do you think they're in this position right now? Because I will tell you they're not. They're not. Chris Limonis over the weekend had to leave guys in when they were getting shelled because he has no other options. I saw people say, oh, we'll just put, put somebody else in. Anybody, just make a change. That, that's great strategy. Here, coach, put in a lesser guy that's not ready for the moment just because. You can't do that. He, he, he's having to manage his bullpen so differently right now uh, simply because the arms are gone. I don't know why this bothers people. It, it just have a little perspective on this season and what has happened. Is this acceptable? No. Does next year need to be better? Yes. Do you invest enough in the program to where missing the tournament shouldn't happen? Yes. I agree with all of those things. But considering the losses, including what would have been the best pitcher in the SEC and multiple arms that would have helped you big time this season, should you have perspective when you lose those many players and who they are and give them a little bit of a Cut them a, a little bit of a break because of that? Yes, you should. But that's just my opinion. And uh, and what do I know? Nothing, uh, apparently. What Like on, on Saturday, what other option is there besides Casey Hunt? What other option do you have? Uh, what, what else do you want Chris Lamonis to do? They still have to play Sunday as well. What else do you want him to do? I don't understand it. Tunchi also says, do you think Lamonis' seat will be warm next year with everything that has happened this year as far as injuries? And maybe. I don't think it should be. I think a national championship should buy you multiple years. I do. Um, now, if they're this bad without injuries next year, then things start getting dicey. But if there is a really good way to make what currently is an exceptional baseball job, less attractive. And that's 
firing Chris Lamone is two years removed from a national championship. That's one way to make yourself unattractive when otherwise you've got everything that you need. Oh, and just wait when uh, when they approve full scholarships for every sport. What happens to that baseball program and the recruiting? Because right now they're although state has some some extra advantages with like Shelby County and and surrounding counties and stuff uh, outside of the state that get in state tuition. There's a scholarship disadvantage uh, for the programs in this state. Just wait till that goes away. Um, so no, no, I don't think he enters next year w- with any kind of a a hot seat. Um, I, I don't. Now, if next year goes like this, then you start having those conversations, and I will support them completely. But I do not think he enters 2023, should not anyway, with any kind of heat on him at all. He shouldn't. I, I don't think so. Jason says, if Lamonis has an even moderately uncomfortable seat in the next two years, barring scandal, then we deserve to suck as fans in administration. Um, the Pirate says, I think uh, Lamonis took Indiana to the College World Series also. I I don't think so, but I would trust you over me on that. Let's see. Let's see. I know he was very good there, but let's uh, let's make sure. No, no, he did. He never went to the College World Series there, um, but he won 35, 32, 34, and 40 games at Indiana. And as you know, Big, Big Ten jobs like that, they're tough. It's not like what, uh, what he has here. But... Um, Anyway, Jason says State was very close to turning the corner until we lost two more pitchers. In addition to the two, we lost two were replacing the rotation from last year. There's just nothing you can do with that. I agree. What area do you think Lamonis needs to focus on this offseason as far as recruiting? Feels like State should be able to purge some really good pitchers from other teams if the aid is there. That's what it is. That, that, that's what it is. Uh, I, I think that um, – I mean, he's got to replace a lot. He's got to replace a lot, truthfully. And uh, he was on our radio show last week, and uh, he expressed some reluctance to go transfer portal route. I'm curious to see what the portal becomes in baseball. I don't think it will be the same as football and basketball. I really don't. Uh, d- there's just different dynamics with the sport. You're not going to see entire baseball rosters hit the portal like you do basketball rosters. But there are absolutely going to be – hell, you've already seen it with Jaeger, right? Um, there are going to be quality guys that are in the portal that um, would jump at the opportunity to play in the SEC and in an environment like that, uh, no doubt. Um, I know he has reluctance to do it, but I think considering what they're going to lose after this season and what they've already lost in the mound, and, and there's no guarantee the guys that are getting Tommy John are going to, if they are coming back, they're going to be back in time anyway. I mean, Sims is gone, obviously, but, I mean, that's a 12- to 18-month process. You might not even have these guys next year. So he, he might have to bite the bullet a little bit and go get some arms in the portal. But the beauty of it is, when it comes to this, when you've got a guy like Jaeger at Mercer who – absolutely tears the cover off the baseball, how many better destinations are there in the sport than that one? Not many. So you'll be able to, if he wants to, he'll be able to look at the portal, talk to guys in the portal, 
And there are very few other programs that can sell what he'll be able to sell. So considering the losses, if I were him, I'd go heavy on it. Because you'll be able to almost pick who you want out of it. But uh, but that's just me. So anyway. Anyway. What I am... What I'm trying to figure out in terms of content is when you guys are ready to go football. Like, is it right now? Are you ready to put baseball to bed and go football? Because I know, you know, content planning a, a statewide radio show in the state every day. Is it time to, to pull the plug on baseball? I mean, what what's going to keep an audience, right? That's something that I've been thinking about lately is – even though baseball will still be played, usually we get to cover this thing, you know, into into the summer. And luckily for us, anyway, we've got Southern Miss that still, despite their second bad weekend in a row, will probably be a fringe host when the projections come out this week. They need to start playing better uh, to, to solidify that. So luckily we've still got them. But I can't help but wonder if the majority of our audience, which is State and Ole Miss fans, are, are ready for us to kind of start putting baseball behind and, and start getting into football. I mean, in, in Oxford, we're probably going to have a coaching search, so that will be good uh, for us in the content business. But uh, for, for State and Ole Miss, do we really start diving into football? I think, I think that answer is yes. I think the answer is yes. What about the Golden State jaw debacle from last night? So what did you think about that, Memphis Rebel? I assume that you uh, are a Grizzlies fan. If not, you should be because, God, that team's fun. Um, you know, the, the Grizzlies seem to think that that pull on the knee was enough to was enough to do it. Uh, I saw some doctors on Twitter, which is always dangerous, uh, say things like that subtle of a movement could not be what injured it. Uh, maybe that aggravated an already existing injury, but that could not be something that that actually did it. You might not like this, Memphis Rebel. You, you might not like this. Um, I love it. Not that somebody possibly intentionally injured Ja. That's not what I love. I hate that, and I hate that he's not playing in Game 4 because he is an incredible watch. He's so much fun. But I love that the NBA, which got soft there for a while, it did. Uh, it got soft. They have corrected some of the way certain guys are officiated. Harden doesn't get, you know, when he dribbles past a guy to, like, stick his butt out and stop. He doesn't get those fouls anymore. Um, fewer touch fouls, especially in the playoffs. But the league as a whole kind of got soft for a while. And these playoffs have not been soft. I mean, New Orleans and Phoenix, uh, bless the Pelicans, I love them to death. That was physical, and it was nasty, and it was fun. And despite what happened with Ja, and that sucks, it's physical, it's nasty, there's some drama, and it's tough. It's it's tough. And I love that uh, about this series, and I love that about these playoffs. The, the league is kind of getting its edge back. 
And I, and I love that about what's going on right now. And can Job be this generation's or next generation's Kobe Bryant? He's got the skill set, doesn't he? I mean, as long as he keeps improving his shooting, but the the, the physical aspects of his game are are shocking. Uh, Big Cat on Pardon My Take said it better than anybody. It's like when Jaw jumps, he's the only person that experiences zero gravity. I think that's what he said. Something like that. But it's like he's on the moon and everybody else is on Earth when he jumps. It, it's like he pauses in the air, so physically gifted. Um, if he continues to improve as a shooter, he's got the physical skill set and tools to be that. Um, I, I've seen people question his size and durability. Uh, which is interesting, but yeah, can he? Yes. That electricity and that swagger. I mean, that, that's the thing about Kobe, right? It, is it wasn't just that he was a good player. He had the attitude. And, and that, I mean, that is a compliment. He had that, how dare you be on the same court as me? I'm going to embarrass you attitude. And that translated. And Jaws got that right now. He's got that in spades. He, he, he could be. If he keeps improving his shooting, he could be. Because he's got the physical tools and he's got that how dare you exist on this court with me. I'm going to embarrass you. Attitude. And I agree with you. He does He does need to add weight. But God, I, he's so much fun. He's so much fun. Um Zach says, I'm all for football playing NCAA 14 right now, but it's still more than two months out, even for media days. Yeah, I need to uh, I need to reach out to the guys that do radio over in Birmingham and just kind of ask them how you do it. How do you do it? Because they don't even cover baseball at all. Like, they, they don't cover baseball at all. What do you do? <laughs> you know, what are we supposed to do all summer? Um, when COVID hit, uh, that was the the most, you know, I'm not going to pretend like like my job was challenging in the same way it was for a lot of people uh, who had it worse, who had to shut their doors down, who weren't allowed to sell their product. I'm not saying that mine was difficult in comparison to most people. But in terms of my job being the sole content planner on a radio show, that was hard. Um, and we did well. I think we did really well. So. I'm not afraid of the baseball teams going home early. I can do it again. I did it when we didn't even know if sports were going to exist again. So, yeah, well, I'll think of something. Jason says, let Hey Dad talk about wrestling every now and then and NASCAR like y'all did during the pandemic. Those days were fun. Yeah, I'll. my plan, Jason, is to uh, – little little secret for you. I hate guest booking. I hate it. I hate – reaching out to people and asking them for their time for free. I hate it. And I know I need to get over it because these people get asked to do interviews all the time. I love doing interviews. I did one on a Panthers podcast earlier today. Guy didn't pay me anything. You didn't have to. I enjoyed it. I, I liked talking about, about Matt Corral and the Panthers and all that with this guy. So it's something I got to get out of my own head on. I just got to get out of my own head. It doesn't bother anybody, but I hate it. My goal is this summer to be really diverse in guests. And, and I don't mean sports guests. I'm talking about like like we've got a band the weeks, uh, a Jackson-based band. Reaching out to people like that. You know, 
how do you write a song? You've got a couple good songs people know. When you wrote this one, what what inspired you? How do you write music? I know that that kind of stuff is um you know, talking to local breweries around the state, those kind of people. You know, in the summer, like, hey, football, music, beer all come together. So why not expand that a little bit? That's my goal for this summer anyway, on the uh, on the radio show. Tucci's asking thoughts on Leach's college football expansion based on the Kentucky Derby. I see Josh Pate from 24 spent 24-7 sports teeing off on him. Did he really? Let me uh, let me find that. Um I like Pate a lot. Um but I, I do think that he's in the group of people that are a little disingenuous about college football recruiting before NIL became a thing. Uh, I think a lot of people have been uh, disingenuous about it. Let's see if I can find this here. Oh, it's a video. I, I'm not going to play it because I'll get copyright stricken, but uh, I'll, I'll watch it. I'll save this here and I'll uh, possibly play it on the uh, on the radio show. I love Mike Leach, but that is not the best example of why we should expand the playoff, although I agree with him that we should. But you guys know my reason by now. I think uh, – Providing access would make the sport feel national again, as opposed to right now. There's eight fan bases in college football that go into this season thinking we can win the national championship. And there are people that cover the sport that are like, oh, best regular season ever. It's the best regular. You can't, you can't. Mess with the regular season in college football. It's the best ever. Well, what's the best about it? What do you mean it's the best ever? In 2020, I think it was 2020, after October 4th, there was not a single college football game played west of the Mississippi River that had playoff implications. What do you mean the best ever? How on earth is college football the best regular season ever when eight teams actually can win a championship? can actually go to the playoff. When you say best ever, what do you mean? Because you enjoy it the most? I enjoy college football regular season the most. I do. I love it. But it's not the best ever that we can't ruin it by adding a few more teams to the playoff. What that will do, I think it will enhance the regular season because everybody will feel like they have games that matter. The Saints last year weren't a very good football team, but their final game of the season mattered. Every single game they played had implications on it. Every single one. There was not, I say there was not, that's not true. Ole Miss played a couple of games where, you know, if they don't lose at Auburn, maybe you're starting to talk about the playoff. But the Saints played 17 games that have playoff implications on them. And they weren't a good team last year. Ole Miss and Mississippi State, combined played how many games with playoff implications last year of the 24 regular season games that Ole Miss and Mississippi State played last year how many of them mattered for the playoff Ole Miss was a top 10 team all year how many games did they play that had playoff implications I would argue one maybe two Alabama Auburn that's probably it you're telling me that's the best regular season ever? I disagree. I disagree. So, but anyway, 
Memphis Rebel says coughs politics. <laughs> Dude, we can definitely, definitely talk politics if you want to. That would be fun. Yeah. You want to see Brian Haydad shrivel up? Bring up anything political. He hates it. I respect him for that. I respect him for that. I am not making fun of him. He is right in that feeling. It's just funny because he you can see his face like, oh, shit, here we go. Cracks me up. It, uh, it does. Yeah, I'll be following Matt Corral at training camp as well. I mean, that's the beauty of the NFL, right? That's I say it all the time. A lot of people say it all the time. It's not an original thought to me. Um, the NFL is best at marketing itself. They're going to have a news cycle this week. They had the draft two weeks ago. They're going to have a news cycle this week because they're going to release the schedule. But here's the thing. We already know who's going to be on the schedule. They're just releasing when we play each other. That That's it. And it will be a whole thing in the middle of May where the NFL is in the forefront. And then like a week later, OTAs start. And I mean, it's just, it's constant. They're constantly creating news for themselves. College football could learn a thing or two from it. Jason says the shows we put on during the shutdowns were some of the best shows we've done in a long time. Um, I agree. They were, they were fun. Um, a lot of fear in those shows, not necessarily afraid of, of the world, but afraid of livelihood. There was a few months where I showed up to the studio every day before the show thinking today's going to be the day they're telling us it's over because there's no sports. Why do we need sports talk? Luckily, uh, I'm employed by some people that really care about me. So that didn't happen, but sure could have. Josh is one of the guys who thinks the 14 bracket is perfect. Okay, then I I don't even want to listen to it. I will because we might play it on the show, but I I don't want to listen to it because it's not. There there is absolute – okay, it depends on your perspective. And when it comes to determining the champion – Sure, we don't need to expand. We don't we don't need to. 14 playoff is fine at determining a champion. Is it what's best for the sport though? I see, I don't think so. I, I think four is detrimental to the sport. Because, like I said, there are fewer than 10 fan bases in the country that go into the season believing that they can go to the playoff. Think about that. 130 teams, fewer than 10 think that they can go to the playoff. Realistically. Now, some people are insane, but, I mean, who are they? Alabama, Georgia, A&M thinks that they can. They can't, but they think so, so we'll add them in there. Uh, Anybody else in the SEC? No. uh, Clemson, I don't think, is ready, but sure, put them on the list. Ohio State, uh, Southern Cal, People think Oregon are going to be good, but they have a first-time head coach. Um, Oklahoma has a first-time head coach. Uh, I think Michigan's going to take a step back, but we can add them on the list. What am I at, 9, 10? And those were with, with a lot of doubt. That's it in the sport to even make the playoff. That's it. Perfect, right? Nope. Yeah, I... Mike Leach's 68-team playoff is an interesting idea. Uh, I respect the creativity. I think it's a crazy idea, but I respect the creativity nonetheless. 
Do I think MSU will surprise some people this year with all the production coming back? Uh, can they protect? Can they protect? Uh, I'm going to be a broken record this summer about it. Uh, Mississippi State was second to last in college football. Or No, 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 no. That's not true. They were second to last in the SEC in explosive plays last year. And that was with the first-round pick at left tackle. Can they protect Will Rogers enough to be more explosive in their offense? If that answer is no, they're going to be the exact same team they were last year. If that answer is yes, if they can be more explosive, then absolutely. They're going to surprise some people. They'll sneak up and beat somebody, though. I mean, they will. For for however long Mike Leach is at Mississippi State, they will win a game that you thought as a fan going into it, we're not winning this game. Texas A&M last year in College Station. If you were honest with yourself, you didn't think you were winning that game. I didn't think they were winning that game. But sure enough. Hell, Auburn after the first quarter. Did any of you think they were winning that game? I didn't. But look at what happened. Uh, Mike Leach is good for one of those on basically an annual basis. Uh, that that system provides. Um, but the consistency is going to have to come from up front. That's the story of the offseason. That's the story of the season. Uh, I've said it on the radio show. I've said it to you guys. I'll say it again because I have very few thoughts, and I repeat them often. Um, the only thing worth talking about with this Mississippi State team in terms of their ceiling is will they be better up front? Because I think they'll be good in the secondary. Arnett is really good at calling plays. They've been really solid on defense considering some offensive ineptitude. I think Rodgers is is safe, and that's a compliment. He won't turn the football over. He'll make the right throws. I think on paper, despite losing Makai Polk and Malik Keith, they're going to be very good at wide receiver. They should be anyway. They have a bunch of talent in that room now. Decent running backs that they use in the pass game more than the running game. It's all about offensive tackle. That's it. If those positions are not adequate, nothing else matters because it will be the exact same team it was a year ago. Johan says, looks like Ole Miss had the best weekend. I think they have a good chance at getting some payback at the Pete this Wednesday. Southern Miss can't clutch hit. Well, Ole Miss can't clutch hit either. They've, um, especially on the road, it's a big game for both teams. I mean, if Ole Miss is going to play their way into the tournament, winning this week would help. If Southern Miss is going to get back on the on the train, be a host, got to win this one. It's as close as a must win as a midweek game can be for Southern Miss. I did not know that there was a bunch of qualifying races for the Kentucky Derby until this week. See, exactly, Toon Chief. If the playoff is expanded to 12, the Egg Bowl last year has playoff implications on the line. How much more fun would that be if that game, maybe not for fans around here, but nationally, how much more fun would that be if that game, hey, Ole Miss wins there in the playoff? Mississippi State can play spoiler tonight on Ole Miss's playoff bid. Those are the kind of stuff that engage a national audience. And college football's losing that. Those are the kind of things that engage people that wouldn't usually be engaged when there are stakes on the game. Again, I say this again. The Saints' final game of the season, they were a bad team, bad quarterback play. 
but I was locked into every snap of their last game because it had playoff implications on the line. That's what the NFL does so well. Every game matters. Every single week, every game matters for some reason. College football didn't have that. Politics isn't interesting to talk about anymore without getting into arguments. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's... I had somebody... um, This is how ridiculous the discourse has gotten. And let's not pretend like both sides don't engage in this. Uh, I had somebody in my mentions last night uh, who didn't like a sports take of mine saying, you probably voted for Biden and Harris, too. Wait, what? So because you don't like my sports opinion, I, I must also have a voting pattern that you don't like. Also, why do you care about who I vote for and why does that matter? It's just ridiculous that we're we're so tribalized that, hey, you said something sports that I don't like. You probably like the politician I don't like, too, you idiot. Is that really how far we've fallen? Apparently so. Yeah, see, I don't buy that. Expansion would tarnish the regular season. Show your work. Explain to me why it would. Explain to me why expanding from 4 to 12 makes the regular season worse. Because I can tell you how it makes it better. Because more teams have more games that matter more. Oh, but oh, but the uh, the the Ohio State Michigan game wouldn't have mattered as much, right? Because they would both. So, that's one game. I'm willing to sacrifice the stakes of one game to add twenty more. You know, so so many people are so afraid of change that they are willing to make arguments that are have no logic behind them they just say things they just say stuff and just repeat narratives that they heard from other people that don't make sense oh it ruins the regular season tell me why show your work what does it ruin what games does it ruin because i can tell you what games would have mattered far more than what would have been ruined but again what do i know why is this live? not live from the couch? I don't know. I, I already had my computer hooked up and wanted to show uh, Facebook and Twitter some love. I'll get back to the couch on Wednesday, though. It's just a crappy little futon. It's like an $80 futon. Very uncomfortable. But uh, my kid likes bouncing on it. So Yeah, so they already did that last year, Memphis Rebel, with the, the comparison between the two. I had people... I saw people argue that one was better than the other. And, yeah, that happened. Yeah, Jason. The thing is, though, Jason, that's not just politics anymore. It's every line of whatever. There's no context or nuance anymore to sports conversations. I mean, look at what makes money now. Look at who gets put up on TV and, and what they get to say. Every day. And how much they get paid for saying those things. It's it's sports media, too. It's all of it. Will Mike Bianco State will miss um, barring a trip to the College World Series? No. It's a little bit more nuanced than that, but let's say their season ends at a regional or before you can guarantee uh, that. Don't you have thought about it? Uh, if they went to 24, though, they would have to eliminate a game, and there's too much money for them to lose for that to happen. 
I would love it. I think it would be great. But yeah, it's it's just a money thing at that point. They would have to eliminate um either a, a non-conference game or the conference championships or whatever. Um, yeah. And see, this is exactly the point. And it, oh, Ole Miss and Mississippi State and Virginia Tech and Georgia Tech and NC State, help North Carolina, all these programs that, that play good football, that have passionate fan bases, that have good players, never play games like you're mentioning. And you're right. Most of the Ole Miss games after Alabama would have had playoff implications if it were a 12-team playoff. All of them would. Every single one of them after the Alabama game would have mattered when and you stay in the playoff hunt, lose, and you're done. Every single one of them. Why would you not want that for the sport? There are far more Ole Misses than there are Alabamas. There are far more Mississippi states than there are Alabamas. Why would we not want to engage all of them? I don't understand it. And I agree with you on this. Politics was heading down that road long before the 2016 election. I agree with that. I do. Jason, and I just want more meaningful football. I did. That's all I want. I've talked to friends about this uh, and you know, this state's not the best one to do it in because we love our college football and don't you dare bring up the NFL gotten that email before. Um, But that's why I love it so much. And that's why I've had friends that have said the same thing to me. Just, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm adopting the saints this year. That looks like more fun. You want to know why? Because it feels like we have a chance. It does. Everybody's got a chance. Look at what the Buffalo Bills became with one draft pick. And some of that's a product of things that can't that college football can't change. But the, the most important thing to me is that every single week matters. Every single game matters. Oh, but the college football regular season's better. If it's better, then why do many fewer people watch it if it's so much better? It's because it's not. Oh, yeah, Matt's going to play a lot preseason for the Panthers. A lot. Um, the day they, the, they determine that he's ready, he will play. It's not going to be one of these things where he's going to sit behind Darnold no matter what. The day they decide he's ready, he's going to play. They expect him to play. I mean, they they had a first-round talent grade on him, and they fell to his lap in the third. They expect him to play. I expect him to play. So, anyway. Uh, I started late, so I'm going to end early. I appreciate you guys. We uh, just avoiding baseball at all costs. You know, State gets swept their season. I mean, they, they might go to Hoover, but they're not going to play in the postseason. Ole Miss is alive, just barely. Southern Miss uh, needs to get out of this funk if they're going to host, but that's your uh, your baseball this weekend. We will start talking more football, though. I'll do that. I'm going to do it. This is my thing. You know, I don't get paid for this. Um, so I'm going to do a lot of NFL stuff and, and whatever else comes up. It might not be as Mississippi-focused as baseball ends. It'll just kind of be whatever you guys want to talk about and whatever I feel like talking about. But anyway. Thank you, guys. 
for uh, for tuning in, and I'll see you on Wednesday night. I'll I'll be back on the couch on Wednesday. I'll see y'all then. Talk Mississippi Media Production.